HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Today is Tuesday, June 7, 2016. We've got a special show in the works. Jensen Cummings from Colorado and Andrew from uh, Brooklyn Brewery, they're talking about brewed food, a really new concept that they're doing around the country, and they're, they're here in New York. And uh, got Ann Becerra with me. Hello. How are you, buddy? Going? Not bad, man. I'm excited for the show. Andrew's yeah, they're on their way. They actually had a tasting today at Brooklyn Brewery, and they're actually on their way right now. And in the meantime, um, we've got some good buddies that are working on a beer documentary. You guys introduce yourselves and uh, tell us uh, what's a little bit about your, your documentary. Yeah. Hey, I'm uh, Eric Schleier. And uh, Andrew Corey. Uh, we're making uh, Beer Boom. Uh, it's a documentary about craft beer here in New York City. Great. And uh, what, what inspired you to do that, and, and who are some of the, the people that you've interviewed? Oh, we've interviewed uh, Steve Hindy from Brooklyn Brewery, uh, Garrett Oliver, um, Rich Castagna from Bridge and Tunnel Brewery, and uh, the guys from Gun Hill. Um, Bronx Brewery. The Bronx Brewery as well. And uh, also a guy from Anthem Soda. And um, we're both independent filmmakers, documentary filmmakers, and uh, craft beer lovers, so it was kind of uh, an easy easy mix of the two. And uh, yeah, we've been shooting it for about, about the last year and a half. And uh, it's been a it's been a fun journey so far. So, so what, what is it like making a, a, a documentary? Uh, you drink a lot of beer. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because you're talking to people who like love what they do so much that a lot of these guys dropped their full time jobs to make beer. It's unbelievable. Like it's real. It's the American dream, actually. And we've both been um, uh, filmmakers for a while and pursued a couple other documentaries, uh, short form. And um, this one in particular, it's been it's been great to see how many people are willing to participate. You know, like other times you might have to chase around uh, people for an interview or they want to talk about their profession or their craft. And that's one of the things that's been really nice about this documentary so far. Is anyone you're like, hey, you wanna you wanna sit down and talk about uh, your love for beer? And everyone's like, yeah, sure, let's do What's it. What's the angle? Are you guys doing like a t- 
timeline, the history, the crime, I mean, what's, what's... It's it's really about what's going on right now within the past two to five years, both in New York and nationwide, which is kind of like a, a, a you know, the title, the working title right now is Beer Boom. Um, and it's really about the growth of craft beer. Um, we've talked about a couple of different angles about, you know, what, what, what this, you know, quote unquote spin is or, or, or how to approach it. Um, uh, a couple reoccurring threads is, you know, craft beer versus big beer, um, the concept of contract brewing, um, and also the, um, the structure of the, the small breweries that are kind of popping up. And a lot of it, a lot of times what we're seeing is, is there's, there's a finance guy and there's a, there's a, you know, a a beer brewer and, and they both kind of love beer. Um, but it's kind of a, a, a two-headed monster. Like b- both, both kind of personas is necessary to, to make it grow. And so those are kind of some of the things that we've seen thus far. Like I said, we've been doing it for the past year and a half or so, and um, we want to continue to explore it. We're, we're trying to come at it from a very unbiased angle about, you know, just kind of like seeing what comes our way and then making the documentary about that. So so was, that, was there anybody that you didn't expect to, to be really good on camera that you got to discover um, does that happen when you make a film i i think that the guys from the the bronx brewery they were at first when we were interviewing them uh, uh chris and damien um they, the first couple questions because they were our first interview they were the first guys we interviewed so we were kind of ironing out the kinks ourselves of what we wanted to ask and um they they basically took the questions that we asked and basically pretty much almost gave the movie life. And then once we got the the first interview, we realized, okay, we have something that we could do here. And just talking to them and, and talk about like their journey from where they were before. Now they're building the, they well at that time they were building the place in, uh, in the Bronx and just seeing the passion that they have for the area and just showing like how craft beer really brings a lot of jobs back to New York city. Like that's, that's a, that's another big angle that we're talking about too. Is that the city? Um, well, back in the 1800s, the city. I mean, New York City used to be one of the biggest places for beer, and then just disappeared after Prohibition. Well, almost disappeared after Prohibition. But then once it disappeared, like that's where we were coming in, like following Steve Hindy building the place out, and it's just really, it's an interesting, interesting time for craft beer. I tell where you. Where are you guys from? Are you from New York City? Uh, I'm I'm born and raised in Queens. Yeah, I'm a Queens kid. Gonna and see I'm if, Florida. I'm Florida. Yeah. If there's anything that stood out to you, you know, about New York City's beer scene, in your opinion, you I, know, that is I grew up very specific a, to here as opposed to any other beer town. I, well, I grew up in, uh, so there, we had um, the bodegas when I was growing up as a kid. Uh, all the other, my, my other buddies were grabbing the Budweiser, the Heinekens, the Coronas. I'm sitting there digging in the back looking for Brooklyn because I'm like, hey, that's, that's down the block. We're from Brooklyn, you know. So that's, that's why I got it because it was, you know, close to the house. You know, it's. Brooklyn beer. I'm from New York. That's what you know. I drink. Yeah. You're good. Keep talking. <laughs> t- keep talking in your Brooklyn um, accent. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. Um, yeah, it's funny. I used to be a beer vendor at Shea Stadium too. So that was uh, that was an interesting time too. We well, got some pizza too. Look at that, Roberta's Pizza for Ann. Oh, excellent. So you you sold, you sold you sold you're a vendor of beer. Yeah, I was a beer vendor. Um, so how does that work? You, you walk in, what do you do? You have to pay for your beer? How, how do you keep track of that stuff? Um, so I, I, I was a beer vendor at Shea Stadium. Um, I pretty much sold everything there, beer, Cracker Jacks, um, hot dogs, uh, pretzels, everything. Let me hear your best beer here. Or is that just <laughs> Hey, cold beer. We have a guy there who says walks around saying, hey, cold. He's like, uh, hey, uh-huh. beer man here. So uh-huh. he's really good. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of good guys out there. There's a lot of good calls. 
But how do you like? How does it work? You you walk out there, you're taking people's money. Mm-hmm. You have to come back with a certain amount of money for the number of beers. Yeah, you, bring you, out. Get, you get checks. It's like when you go out there. Um, when you go out there, you get um, you get a check, and you go out there with like maybe one or two cases of beer. You're carrying forty eight beers on your head, walking around the ballpark. You know, yelling and pouring beer. That's what happens if you if you drop a beer, you lose it. Oh, you're in trouble. You right? you're, you're, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. But they bounce, right? You have plastic bottles at Shea. It's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was there when we were pouring them. We used to walk up and down. All we had was Bud and Bud Light. I used to walk up and down saying, "Hey, what do you want? Light or heavy?" And that's about it. Yeah, You've come a long Wait, way. T- teach Ann how to <laughs> teach Ann how to be a, a beer vendor. What, what does she have to say? Hey, beer, cold beer here. That's what you would say. Can you do that? I do that every day. That's my job. Come on. There you go. Beer, beer here. Get your beer. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's right. the best part. And it's funny, too, now, you know, speaking of baseball stadiums, I mean, really, people are stepping up their game. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, I mean, there's so many great stadiums. We're a little behind. I'm a Yankees fan, but, you know, the fact that it's even available at all, City. it's $19, but it's still there. You know? City, it's Field, a, City Field City and Aramark, that's, that's one of the things that they did. Their, their craft beer their selection's really good. Yeah, it's great. I'm going there after the show, actually, so hopefully they'll have their game stepped up. And that's it. That's all you did in your life. You vended beer at Uh, Chase Stadium, and um, you make movies now. So we've been following uh, Rich from Bridge and Tunnel for about a year, like actually build his place out. Um, And he's been building everything by hand. Um, I would literally text in and call him and say, hey, Rich, is there anything cool I could come and shoot? And he's like, well, I'm bringing the tanks in today. Do you want to come by? And I'm like, yes, okay, I'll be right there. So I would go in. I would, you know, we would shoot with him. Uh, we'd bring, he'd bring in the tanks. Uh, we'd throw a GoPro on his head while he's building the place out. And it was amazing because it was just him. It was just him building it. And it's, it's not like these other, um, for Bridge and Tunnel, it's, it's not like these other um, breweries that have, like, construction crews. It was actually him, like, bleeding and building the place out. Um, and I was texting him one day asking him, hey, um, is there anything I should come by and shoot? And he's like, well, um, I, I hurt my back pretty bad. I'm going to be laid out for a couple of days. And he's like, okay, all right. Um, I'm off on Wednesday from my 9 to 5 job. And he's like, okay, well, uh, um, I was like, do you need any help or anything? He's like, I'm brewing a beer on Wednesday. Do you want to help out with that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'll come by. So I came by. It was snowing. And um, we brewed a beer together. And uh, he was asking me my beer selling experience. And I was like, well, I used to be a beer vendor at a Shea Stadium. <laughs> And uh, he was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And he's like, uh, he was pointing at the bar. He was like, well, uh, how, how hard is that compared to, to the bar? I'm like, well, the uh, bar's easy. People come to you. You don't have to walk up and down to the whole damn stadium, you know, selling beer. Um, so he's like, oh, well, um, I, I really want to take my kids out ice skating on Sunday. Um, and my normal bartender's out. Can you do me a huge favor and work for me on Sunday? And I'm like... Yes, go. yes, I can do that. <laughs> so I, I basically, I, you know, I help him out whenever he needs a day off. Uh, apparently, I've, I've become the Sunday bartender. So we made a documentary, and I got a Sunday got a bartender. Yeah, yeah, I got a bartender. Now you make some yeah. money. <laughs> so tell me again, the name of the, the the film? Beer Boom Movie. And when's it going to be out? We're still shooting it. Still, still shooting. shooting it, yeah. So, so right now we're in the process of, uh, we're kind of in, right, I'd say, Smack in the middle. So we've been filming for about a year and a half. Um, he mentioned we've been following around Bridge and Tunnel and Rich, uh, kind of as he's been growing the the brewery. And uh, the intent is to to continue on on editing and probably interview and, and talk with probably another six or eight breweries. What do you have lined up? Um, so as of right now, we I know the guys from uh, the guys from Rockaway are interested. Uh, Big Alice, uh, they're down. Um, you know they they want to do it. Um, I haven't talked to the guys from Long Island City yet. Um, 
there's, there's a number. I, I know the guys from um, um, uh, Coney Island. Yeah, Coney Island Brewery. Um, there's a couple others that, that we could talk to. Um, yeah, we've been talking. There's just uh, there's so many breweries out coming out now. I'm yeah, and the and the, and the short term plan is to kind of get everything going um, or, or tighten up the edit where it's at right now and um, launch a Kickstarter and try to raise some funding um, to kind of take the movie to the next level. So. Do you guys have a website right now? Beerboommovie.com. Beerboom Movie. I like that. Yeah. So Beer we're not we're not done with you guys, but and so. Got a lot of fun stuff going on, don't we? We have a lot of fun stuff going on, and um, actually, pretty soon, towards by the end of the show, hopefully, we'll have a live link that we can talk about because uh, we have a really cool event. Olivier and Tommy Arthur uh, from you know, obviously, two of the best breweries from. So you, you're, you're going to host an event, and we're going to do a live. We're recording. doing a live recording of Beer Sessions Radio at Treadwell Park on 62nd and First um, with Olivier Dedeker, Dedeker June 20th, ah, June 20th, and Tommy Arthur, and then we're going to actually. The people that are there, our audience, which we're going to have, um, again, a link to go live soon, will go through the tasting with us of their new collaboration beer, a couple other rarities, and then have a sort of a private Q&A with just about 30 so th- people. This is a, this is, a new, is it a new place, Trouble Park? It's uh, less than a year old. Yeah. yeah, and I started doing the In beer Manhattan. program for there. So, yeah, I figured it's a great idea. Our listeners can come hang out with us. You can taste these great beers. You can talk to two legends, you know, brewing legends. and. So it's Tommy Arthur. Tell yeah. me about it. It's what, From the Lost Pizza Abbey. Port. Was that uh, Pizza, know, Pizza Port, Port Lost Abbey. You know, I really, that's uh, one California, of the breweries right? that, in San Marcos, yeah. That's one of the breweries I really wish we could get in New York. They're not distributing here yet, um, but we get a couple other things via collaborations. And so this beer called Deux Amis, it's an American-Belgian kind of blend saison that the two of them are doing together. And it's Olivier's first time in the States ever. He rarely does press. He's one of the most humble people I've ever met when complete genius when it comes to brewing and the fact that we get to sit and have you know so Tommy Arthur he made the beer with them in Belgium with Olivia in Belgium that's my understanding of it yeah Uh, not a lot of press yet I think they're coming to the US to kind of talk about that and come into New York to give a little bit more background but from everything I've read it's supposed to be really good so really excited for that show that's cool and you know you also do the list I'm going to talk about you a little bit you also do the list at Taproom 307. Yeah, Taproom 307. I was there on Saturday. I happened to I get off the bus were. and. I'm so excited. Had, yeah, tomorrow actually, just not to plug plug, but tomorrow we're doing our Sierra Nevada Beer Camp uh, event, which we have all six of the collaborations. So all 30 collaborators that brewed these six regional beers, we're going to have them all side by side. And you know, I was lucky enough to have them when they were in town at the Blind Tiger for a press event, and they are so delicious. So if anyone hasn't you know tried these beers yet, it's the Pretty much the beer community at its finest, you know, all working together. Do you know which which brewers were involved in this Um, series? There's 30. I can look them up. 30 brewers. Wow. 30 brewers. So it's it's, uh, five plus Sierra Nevada for all six beers. And it's done by region, the South, Midwest, uh, Pacific, Northwest, et cetera. And they all have a completely different style, all incredibly well made. And, uh, you know, it's just the part that we love about the beer industry, right? What you guys were saying. Now you're making a documentary. Now you're working together and probably going to end up babysitting. You know, it's that <laughs> community that we like. And so I think of anyone, Sierra Nevada does a great job. So I'm really excited to try the rest of these beers. Yeah. Hey, when you guys interviewed Steve Hindy, what, what was he like Always. from Brooklyn Brewery? He was awesome. I mean, uh, that was you, – you asked earlier what was one of the things that kind of like surprised you when we were sitting down and doing the interview. And I was, I was surpri- pleasantly surprised about how um, – open he was um and also willing to kind of sit down and chat with us he, he's he's a busy guy he's the founder of brooklyn brewery he's you know i'm, I'm sure doing lots on it every day and to be able to he, he sat down with us for like 45 minutes an hour and yeah he walked us around the entire brewery and he was just he was very generous with his time and also uh information about history of both 
beer, um, beer in Brooklyn, and also the company and you know what he's seen and over the years. And so I, to me, that was um, kind of refreshing as a filmmaker and also as a as a craft beer lover. That was it was just a cool experience to be able to just sit down with like you know like OG of. There's a lot. There's a lot that he said that kind of like resonated with the city in general. He was he's he's talking about how um, with New York City, how you don't have that local like when he first started, you don't have that local pride of the beer of like what you had here when he was first starting. But I think it's kind of turning around. Like just bartending with uh, at Bridge and Tunnel on Sundays, I see people coming in from Long Island. New Jersey, coming in from Connecticut, just coming in just to taste New York beer. And they're going around the different breweries. And I think that's one thing that um, that is changing, is like now we, we have a scene. It's actually known. Like I, I saw some list on Thrillist or something like that, that New York State was number nine out of all the states now. And that, that's pretty good, going from zero breweries. Well, are you doing any focus on the legislation? I mean, there's a, several factors that are you know helping to create that boom. Have you guys talked to anyone in the Brewers Association or like what, you know, to talk about our farm brewery licensing, things like that? that that's what we're looking at. We're, one, of our, um, the, one of the next things we have to shoot and elaborate on is the Craft Beer Act. Um, and I, I'm trying to get maybe Cuomo. I'm trying to, trying to get Cuomo. He's a great supporter of yeah, our industry. He could, He's been great. If we could get him, that would be pretty good. Uh, but we're still, and that's another thing. Making a documentary, um, it was it was a little difficult to get people to to do an interview without a trailer. Now we have a trailer. Now we can show people what it looks like, and we're gonna have a Kickstarter project in July. Now we're getting our names out there, and it's it's a lot easier once you yeah, can show somebody. It's a little more tangible. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. This looks good. We'll I mean, they want to talk on. about it, but it's like you know, it's like what you said before. It's easy to get people to talk about it, but if it's somebody who's not that like inner inner circle. It was hard. Like, it was hard to get them. Yeah. Wow, man. That's so cool. Yeah. You guys are awesome, and you've been doing it for a while. I know you, tried, you tracked me down for a while, and, and I think, did I ever talk to you guys on the show or anything? Uh, at the, the, the five, um, not the five boroughs. So um, New York City Brewer's Choice. It was the Brewer's yeah, Choice. Yeah. yeah, it was Brewer's Choice. Good, yeah, man. we hung out for a while. Yeah. Wait, we're wait, waiting for uh, Brood Food friends to They're come over? literally getting into the Uber driver's <laughs> brutal. <laughs> and we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. This break song is by my dear friend Rectech. It's called Dues Paid. We'll be right back. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I got Mr. Jack Ensley mixing for me. Might be his last night here. I hear he's going on tour it with uh, so, Jack. Odetta Hartman. And uh, Jack, what's the name of your group, man? It's just uh, Odetta Hartman. So uh, just her name. So you guys made what, you made an album and it's really taken off? Made an album. We're going on tour and then I'm moving to D.C. Well, man, so, this, is, this is the last night Jack Ensley's in studio and I'm honored that he is here with us on Beer Sessions. We got more guests coming in. All right. Our, our star guests are here now. We got uh, Andrew from Broken Brewery and uh, Jensen Cummings. You guys come on and grab the seat. And we were talking about this new beer documentary and uh, some of the scenes going on. But, you know, J- Jensen and uh, Andrew, you guys jump in and say hello. 
And tell us your full name. How's names. it going, folks? Good to be here. So, Andrew, just tell me your full name and everything. Andrew Gerson, chef and head of culinary programming from Brooklyn Brewery. And you've been you, you traveled the country doing the mash, didn't you? I do. Yeah, we just got back from London and Stockholm a couple days ago, which I, I think is one of the coolest things. And Jensen Cummings, you know, big round of applause to this guy because hey. not hey. too many people. What you're, you're a chef in Colorado? <laughs> Love that. There we go. Yes. Oh, he doesn't even have the headphones on. I literally walked in. So you guys had a tasting at Brooklyn Brewery today, and you literally had, walked and you in the just door came over, from, so here. from there. So somebody gives him a head, he just misses applause and everything. But <laughs> Jensen, so, I, you know, you're from Colorado. You know, you got inspired by what? Adam Dulia at, at Savor. And you, you've kind of created this kind of traveling food show. Yeah, it's a circus. It's a full-on circus of beer and food. All that, that is beer and food. And we, uh, we basically are just rolling He's around the country. it says brewed food. Fermenting people's minds. That's like our whole goal, right? Just inundate people with fermentation in every single bite, every single sip, and taking the idea of brewing and applying as the core philosophy of cuisine. That's really what brewed food is about. So uh, collaborating with chefs like Andrew, uh, breweries like New Belgium, who's kind of our our, uh, go-to in Colorado, and then Brooklyn Brewery out here. We've been in Austin, Portland, just traveling around, spreading the gospel of changing the perception of what's possible in beer and food. So I know you're going to be at Jimmy's number 43 tomorrow night for dinner. That is like... That is the the top of the mountain. Like we've been working so hard to get to Jimmy's number forty three. We're finally there. You got some great sponsors. I mean, last night I walked in, your prep guy was there. He was cooking bacon, and it smells so good. So where was that from? Oh yeah, Tenderbelly Pork. Those guys do a kick ass job. They work with heritage breed farmers all across the country, uh, and they make sure that people get as much bacon as possible. It's important because it is my favorite vegetable and it's important to get all your food groups. <laughs> and you got, you even brought China wear. I mean, there's like things start showing up. It's like there's cases of China. Yeah, we style people out, man. You get to keep all that sick plateware. That's all yours, Jimmy. You eat with your eyes first, right? That's right. Wow. Can you guys talk a little bit? I was so sad I couldn't make it today because that menu that, that you, you know, were just coming from at Brooklyn Brewery looked amazing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, I want Andrew to talk about it because he got to experience it from the other side. We play with it all day, every day at our food lab. So, so it's really interesting. I, I got put in touch with Jensen when Garrett came back from a from a great event in Colorado and was like, you need to talk to this guy. And we started talking, and I think we had like two-hour conversations just talking food and beer. Um, and Jensen is taking that one step further. I think there's been a beautiful integration over the last 10, 15 years. We've seen beer really regain its place at the table. But now we're taking it one step further. Um and, you know, we're doing really cool stuff on the road all the time with that integration of food and beer. Jensen's actually fermenting with beer ingredients. So taking beer yeasts and different strains, uh, house strains from different breweries, working with Brett, working with all these different wild strains of yeast and creating really unbelievable ferments with those. So, so we got to taste a variety. Of we're putting today. Andrew on the payroll. He's good. Yeah. That was good. G- give us. He's great. G- give us some recipes or, you know, so what did you taste today at Broken Brewery? So we Specific. tasted a yuzu koshu, uh, which is traditionally yuzu uh, mashed with chilies in a mortar and pestle, uh, kind of turned into this beautiful pulp that becomes like a really deep, rich, vibrant, spicy, but also citrus sauce. brought some sauce. of that for Jack Inslee to taste because um, this is last night in the studio. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, man. similar to the Momofuku Jack, you lab. get to try everything today on the whole menu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jensen did a really fun barley miso. Uh, that was really cool, uh, really awesome depth, but a sweetness to it, almost like cajeta, almost like a like a creme caramel, really rich, deep, 
chocolate but nuances, malted barley, or, or what, what kind of barley? Yeah, so we play around with all kinds of grains. Uh, this one in particular, we really like. It's probably the best thing that's come out of our kitchen so far, and it is a blend of soybeans, obviously, and then we inoculate uh, Aspergillus orzea, which is a koji mold, with uh, whey carafa, Munich malts, and crystal malts to, to create this so you're, kind you're of You're cooking blend. with stuff that you'd usually brew with. Right. We decided that... Thank God you have bacon. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Bacon, bacon is like the vehicle for all things that we try and do, for sure, right? But we wanted to say it wasn't good enough to wait until beer was done for us as chefs to start to engage and interact with them. From a culinary perspective, we had to start with the cooks in the kitchen, which are the brewers in the brew house. And so looking at them as chefs, their equipment as culinary equipment and their ingredients as food... Right? And culinary inspiration from them changed our, our completely changed our approach. And now we take that as the core of how we cook. Andrew, w- yeah. when you guys met, what was the first thing you asked Johnson? Oh, God, I, I, you know my memory. I don't remember anything. <laughs> but I would question. say that I was really skeptical. I, I've always mm-hmm. shied away from cooking with beer. People always ask, oh, well, you just you cook with beer all the time. And I'm like, no, because I think it's too easy for a guest, for the consumer to say, well, this pairing worked or this makes sense because you utilized beer in the recipe. And at first when Jensen was talking about all these things, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know how much I want to use hot powder and I want to use these things. But I, I will say that I think the beer yeast ferments, I mean, fermentation is something that obviously in the beer world is, is huge. It's important in the glass. But I think more and more, not just myself, but many chefs are looking at fermentation to create that depth of flavor. And I'm intrigued. I mean, I tasted amazing shit today that I'm really looking forward to starting to work with. So Jensen's going to leave me with some cool starters and some fun stuff. And hopefully we'll be sharing a lot more of that with, with you guys here in New York soon. I'll give you guys an example. So we take things that people might already understand, two of the big products that are big movers for us that kind of create a platform of understanding and then allow people to say, oh, these guys are doing some next level shit, is we do a, a kimchi and so a natural kimchi that you see, it's everywhere now, right? It's so, like, ubiquitous. It's in every, like, Euro bistro. They have a kimchi, right? So they do a natural lactic fermentation. There's lacto naturally occurring on every single vegetable. It's in the air. Right? As soon as a vegetable is harvested, they suck onto that, and they create a natural fermentation. Well, we take that process and manipulate threefold. And so they had a four-stage fermented kimchi today that was alive right it's just like popping in ways that people haven't tasted before and we do a fermentation with the lacto then we also ferment out a sweet liquid to create what we call our yeast msg which for the non-asians in the room that that means make so good i don't know if you guys knew that <laughs> and and basically it's pure yeast flavor then we pitch that so we shouldn't into, go to the the we do not use msg restaurants anymore yeah they're 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 they're, they're ruining your lives you by not MSG. using msg uh, maybe saving your life, but ruining your life at the same time. So we then pitch that into our so fermenting good. kimchi base, which then changes the pH and the bricks of it, which then allow us to pitch more yeast on top of that in a friendlier environment. On top of the now third fermentation we've done, then we finish this kimchi with some bugs, which basically came from wood inoculate from the fooders at New Belgium out of one of the barrels that was Felix, which is their light beer that ends up being Le Terroir. So 
that's some shit. That is like kimchi to the nth degree, and that's what these guys got to taste today. And we tasted against a really good kimchi from Brooklyn, Mama O's. Oh yeah, we always taste them against like commercial Mama O's. Exactly, it was really really good, but it was great also for people to see how different. Like what's coming out of that? And Andrew can talk to no, you. No, you're looking tasting. at. I mean, Kadeem makes an incredible product, and he's been doing it for eight years. And I was sitting with him yesterday, and he knew we were doing this event and donated some kimchi. And that's a really complex, beautiful kimchi. So with good. a one day, you know, room temp ferment, a little bit of lime juice to kick up some of that acidity, and it's a great kimchi. But you taste what Jensen is doing, and with this third, fourth level of fermentation, there's a depth and a nuance, but also a freshness. To it that I thought was pretty pretty incredible. It was a really amazing product. Jensen, so Colorado, how has that influenced you? What's the scene like? Colorado's great. I've been there for eight years now, coming from uh, California, and it's blowing up. It was known for craft beer, but the food scene was in its infancy. And you know, if if, if Brooklyn is a one hundred on the scale of food, Denver eight years ago was a twelve. But now we're like a 72, right? And so it's been rapid, rapid growth because we had a long way to go. And now what's great is that we've been able to explore what beer and food means to us because it's so ever-present and there was no rules for us that now for Colorado it's important because now we don't necessarily have to always look to New York or San Francisco or Chicago for culinary inspiration we're looking to brewers right in our backyards and there's 400 breweries in Colorado and saying, what inspires you? Why do you do what you do? What makes you tick? Why do you cook the things that you cook? And how can I start to impart that and create a community around brewing beer and food together? And this is your whole thing now? You have, you said you have a, a, a kitchen. We have a test lab you're, there. You're only doing yeah. brewed food. That's your thing. Yeah, we do brewed food. We're working on the the, the handbook for it, basically, because there was no resource for chefs. So I just had to blow up a lot of stuff to figure this out. We had, like, CSI scenes where there was, like, brain matter, shrapnel, and red kimchi juice on the ceilings. We're like, that was a mistake. <laughs> we will not do that again. But we had to. We had you to guys test. Gotta get your, where's your camera, man? You're doing a documentary. You're supposed to be yeah. bringing it everywhere you go. I can uh, recreate the brain matter explosion if we need to, you know, for posterity. I can. I can well, you do miss that. Eric and Andrew that you know they've been they've been shooting a beer documentary and they went over to talk to Steve Hindi. But what, what would you guys want to shoot? Would you want to grab him in, in his kitchen and just follow him around? We could try to get really really close ups of that brain matter squirting on the yeah. on the wall and yeah. uh, and it. And it Pairs in with the name Beer Boom, so it's perfect. It's yeah, yeah. The, 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 cinema, the, the cinematography, the value there is high for you guys. It's got to be nice, too, to be in Brooklyn. You know, we have such tiny kitchens and such little space that, you know, even at like the Blind Tiger, it's really small. And so the idea of having fermented foods and kimchi is always a plus for someone working with space and refrigeration issues and things like that. So I was walking around uh, Brooklyn today, and, and I was even down in the city, and I forgot how many places the deliveries go through the <laughs> down into the dungeon right they don't even walk through the front or back Vertical door because there is no back down. door and they're going they're going down there i was like what are those guys doing i was like oh yeah they're delivering food downstairs totally, you know, by totally any chance setup. did you guys bring any beer <laughs> we did not. We ran out. No beer. Uh, well, I, I've been drinking the Hill Farmstead Pale Ale. We, which we drank all of it. Been on tap here a lot at Roberta's. And wh what beer did you drink, Ann? You don't have any Never beer? Never beer. <laughs> yeah, we're all running here late. We want to make sure we could hear about all this wonderful food we missed at Brooklyn drank Brewery. some beautiful beers yeah, today. We'll I mean, grab we got some the pleasure outside. of drinking some La Folie 2016 at Nut which is just unbelievable. Um, and got to finish off the day with our new Framboisee. 
uh, which is the new Brooklyn Quarterly Experiment, which was really fun. And we actually got to taste the ghost bottle version that was the impetus, the story behind this beer. And you know a lot about our, our ghost bottle series, but these are experimental beers. They allow us to play, to discover, to experiment. Um, and sometimes they work out and come out great. And those are our BQEs that we actually release. So to be able to taste with these kimchis and taste the first, the, the ghost bottle with Mama O's kimchi and then taste the framboisee, which is sort of the realization of that project um, alongside Jensen's uh, kimchi was pretty wonderful. Jensen, uh in the other cities that you've been in, what, what other breweries have you have you paired up with? We've gotten lucky with our, our whole national tour that we're on right now to work with, obviously, here Brooklyn Brewery, Jimmy's Number 43 in Austin, where we kicked off in April. We work with Jester King, Jeffrey and those guys, which anybody who's into beer has to go there. It is a completely different experience. They're out on a ranch, 50 acres of protected land. Right, They got the cool ship with, like, the... You know, just natural microflora and microbes from the air just cooling down their beer. Like, they're doing farmhouse to another level. And some great chefs. We work with Bryce Gilmore's team. You know, he's uh, doing some badass stuff between Barley Swine and Odd Duck down there. We work with Biwa and Base Camp up in Portland. We got San Diego on the brewery side, Green Flash. We work with a brewery uh, in L.A. So we've gotten lucky. People are it's a pretty good roster. Right? Yeah, this is digging this idea. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're gonna have to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. We'll talk more about brute food on Beer Sessions Radio. All right, yeah. This one's called Greenwood Cemetery. It's by a band called Teeth People. We'll be right back. L. Knife and Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on Heritage Radio. Hey, it's Jack Inslee's last night, buddy. Oh. You know, when we first started Beer Sessions Radio in 2010, Jack was was in the studio, and he recorded great guys like Ray Dieter, some great recordings with Steve Indy and uh, Garrett Oliver, and you've, you've probably been there with all of us. Jack, I miss you, dude. I miss you but too, man. We're going to have a party after this. You don't even know. It's a surprise party. 
<laughs> Everybody's coming to the studio. If you're in, in Bushwick right now, everyone come to Roberta's. Everyone beer sessions will yeah. be here in 10 minutes. And bring us beer. But um, <laughs> So we, we got Jensen and Andrew talking about this brood food thing. Jensen, tell us about the menu that's tomorrow at Jimmy's number 43. Yeah, so the way that we collaborate with chefs is you know reaching out to amazing talent like Andrew in each city, getting a sense of what's happening here, what they're excited about. And then we really collaborate and talk about the opportunities with what Andrew's working on and how we can continue to evolve this idea of brood food and get his approach to it. And so the dishes that we're doing, we do three dishes. Andrew's doing three dishes. Uh, we're bringing New Belgian to play, uh, who just launched in New York and is right in our backyard. So we're bringing some La Folie and things like that out here, which is really exciting. I could just tell how much Andrew was geeking out about that today, tasting them at our tasting panel. So we're doing a, a pig heart yakitori with our malted barley miso, and then we do a nukazuke daikon, and that is a Japanese, right? Everyone's head just spun off. It's a Japanese-style fermentation where they would take rice bran and use that to create this fermentation bed. So we took that idea and started using different spent grains in place to create in a closed loop and be able to have a fermentation vessel that utilizes brewing ingredients. And so we have this funky, lightly sour daikon that's been fermented on spent grain, right? People's heads will explode. Uh, And then uh, that we're pairing with the La Folie. So tons of funk, the pig heart, minerality, tons of acidity and, and tartness from that La Folie. Uh, then we're also doing a new style sashimi. So we just like flashed here. We got some Montauk black bass coming from sea to table, which is beautiful. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jimmy's number 43 has just been inundated with all kinds Last of night awesome ingredients bacon. and stuff. <laughs> Deliveries keep coming. I love it. <laughs> and uh, so we're doing a new style sashimi. And then we have our Yuzu Kosho, which uh, uh, Andrew and most people today were just loving on. We ferment uh, Japanese citrus fruit yuzu with green chili, super vibrant, spicy, acidic, just all kinds of levels of fun. Uh, and then our last dish is kind of our signature dish, which has the kimchi we've been talking about a little bit. This It's so alive and, and vibrant and funky. And we make a, a pork belly bagolgi really pulling from like a Korean influence. And we ferment our own gochujang, which is a Korean chili paste. And we use some uh, barley... F- powder in there as well as some malt extracts which again is bringing that so are you, are you traveling with the pantry this is stuff that you guys make back in in your brood kitchen yep i literally uh travel with it on the plane because i won't let it uh that i won't they ship you, it they let you bring that on yeah it gets uh tsa freaks out every time they're like what is in this bag what is that smell that coming out like of there a brain exploded yeah there. exactly like, are they transporting body parts? What's going on in here? Uh, but, yeah, they uh, all the food travels with us uh, because uh, we want to keep it close to us. So I know it's right there below me, and I can smell it on the plane. Down, I'm sure everyone else can. Yeah, for sure. That's and then okay. for you, Andrew, I mean, are you already prepping things back in your kitchen? Or are you going to yeah, come, so come we have some things, <clears throat> excuse me, prepped and ready. Um, going with our sriracha ace, farmhouse saison, nice, bright. Uh, citrus character, sort of lemon verbena, uh, playing off of the characteristics of that sriracha ace hop, almost a little bit of dill in the finish. Uh, we're doing just a really light uni dish, so very vibrant, luscious sea urchin, um, a slight hop-infused yogurt, um, and then some other citrus elements to play off that citrus a little bit. Um, then we're doing a dry-aged beef tartare, a little Jerusalem artichoke emulsion, kind of re- trying to bring out those sort of forest floor funk flavors. This is a dish I, I made originally to go with our creek. 
or K is for Creek, our last BQE. Um, but I really want to showcase framboisie. I think it'll be really interesting. It's a little bit lighter, um, a little bit more fruit-forward, fresh fruit flavors uh, that I think are going to pair really nicely with that beer. And then to round it out for dessert, our improved old-fashioned. It's a beer kind of inspired by Garrett's love for cocktails. Um, three different styles of rye um, as that base malt. Um, so just a nice rye ale base aged in um, whistle pig whiskey, or sorry, rye barrels. And then infused with a really beautiful array of botanicals. So we're going to do, I wanted to, I think with a beer that intense, it's 14%. It, you know, it, it basically is a dessert in itself with so much nuance uh, that I want a kind of simple dessert to go with that. So we're doing a spice shortbread cookie just playing off of that cardamom, the mace, a little bit of nutmeg. So very light flavors in that shortbread cookie. Just a really simple vanilla ice cream. I'm so, so nice. hungry right I'm now. I'm there tomorrow. Nice Anna, are you going to the dinner tomorrow night? <laughs> I'm going to have to now. I'll cancel yeah. everything I have. So I think 7 p.m. tomorrow Jack, night think, at Jimmy's number 43. I think Mr. Jack Inslee's invited to dinner tomorrow night. So, so if yeah, someone's not able to make one. it to that dinner, how can they follow you guys? Is there a mailing list, a website? Like, How can someone know what's going on and when you're coming to their city? Yeah, in preparation of being in New York, we just launched a brand new website yesterday brew-food.com and it's going to become like the the hub resource for all things brewed food so you can find us at different events uh you can also find recipes on there we're kind of taking some of the recipes we've been working on on a high level way more math than i can do that's why i have uh, uh science background guys on the team that work there that are way smarter than me thank god for that uh but a way for recipes to start to find their way to, into chef's hands, into the avid avid home cook's hands, as well as the home brewer that is, has direct access to a lot of that stuff. So that's the best way is get on there. And then we're super active on social media. And our food is sexy, mostly because uh, we work with great photographers. It can't have anything to do with my uh, plating ability. But we have great pictures and stuff. So Instagram has been a great place where people can just see what's next and what's happening. Well, talking about photographers, so you guys as documentary filmmakers, this is Eric and Andrew. What, what would you guys be asking Andrew and Jensen right now if you had a camera on them? Or would you not be asking? You just have the camera on them. Yeah. I, if anything, I think we need to add a, a full chapter to the movie about food pairings with beer. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I'd probably start with um, kind of just chatting about the, the growth and um, the people's interest in, in food and beer together, you know, with specifically in, in regards to craft beer. Yeah, I think the beauty is we can take a lot of risks and we can do more involved dishes and more intricate nuanced pairings because the palate has changed. Um, we do a dinner party series in New York called dinner party. Uh, the next one's at the Pfizer building on June 30th. It's about celebrating the dynamic spaces and people that inspire us in Brooklyn. Uh, Pfizer is an amazing space with about 50 food producers. It's where mama O's kimchi came from today. It's been producing there for a long time. Uh, but Turning pairing on its head a little bit. I think there's a lot of traditional pairings, but palettes have changed, palettes have evolved, and people are much more willing to take risks and experience. And so, you're traveling, you're traveling food event, the Mash. And how long have you been doing that now? So, the Mash is now in its fourth year. We just finished our first two cities of the year, London and Stockholm. So how has that changed for you? Have you seen the crowd evolve? The, the food that you're doing? We've seen people, yeah, really latch on. I, I think people are willing to take a lot more risks when it comes to beer. It's become the, as Adam Dulé says, the fourth pillar of the table. Food is one, liquor is one, wine is one, and beer is that strong fourth pillar. And I think from that, 
You know, and, and it's also in, in beer dinners, it's not just one beer and one course and that natural progression and this idea of palate fatigue and all these things. We like to do these big feasts where we put down multiple beers and multiple courses and let you guide yourself. The mash is about adventure, about experience. And I think an educated guest, an educated consumer can guide themselves through a tasting, can, can sort of make their own discoveries. And it's not just, I'm the chef and I'm here to tell you what's good and what makes sense in a pairing. Like, I can trust my guests to experience that for themselves in a way that I might have not had that same faith three or four years ago. What are the differences between the, between the cities? What would you say are the differences that you've noticed going from city to city? Like, is New York more of a blank kind of city? Is London more of like a... You know what? I think what we've noticed that each city has its individuality, but there are these amazing uh, spaces where... How do I want to say this? There, there's this sense of amazing culture and depth and nuance and these artists and artisans and chefs and brewers and people that there's these really amazing communities. And I think everyone is excited for a great beer, good food, this sense of community breaking bread together. And that seems to transcend any city. Um, what, what's a great pairing that you figured out from doing that series? Something uh, you so never we, do, we do a scallop crudo. Um, and it, it kind of morphs, but the original one that I did was again designed with Sriracha, and it was an apple cider dashi, a basil oil, um, a brown butter gel, kind of playing off of those cooked elements, but with a nice cold, bright scallop, um, either with pickled cherries or with pickled grapes, and that's something that just wows me every time. That's a fun one. That one sounds good. That's a good one. <laughs> now, Jensen, for you, Jimmy, how did you start doing bro- brewed food, man? I mean, and maybe tell us before that, how'd you start cooking? Yeah, it's just, I've always been fascinated by beer and food. And uh, when I was studying, I got my psalm during culinary school, so like 12 years ago. And I realized in doing that, there was, there was so much culture around food and wine that I was excited about. I just like drinking beer and eating food better. Like, it just seems so much less pretentious to me, so much more evolutionary versus traditional. And that was a, that was a big catalyst for me to start to go after my Cicerone when that really came about. So I was going after Cicerone, and I started looking at brewing in a different way because I was going to take a test that I was paying a lot of money for. So it wasn't like, ah, oh, homebrew. I've read Michael Jackson stuff. I've read Garrett's book. So I think I know about beer. I was like, I'm about to pay $400, so I better know my shit. And that changed the way that I approached it. And all of a sudden, I realized that I needed to start back again at the beginning and the beginning starts with the raw ingredients and the inspiration the techniques that the uh that the brewers are using and that's really where it started and evolved okay. from there so andrew told us a great pairing the, the scallop and all that P- pick from your early days before you started doing the brewed food what was a, a, a beer and food pairing that kind of got you thinking in that direction the first uh the first pairing that i really remember like resonating with me was actually uh oysters and duval and now Duval is truly the champagne of beers. Like, High Life has got nothing on it. And we'll drink magnums of Duval for New Year's Eve. Like, that has become a tradition. And the reason that it's so good is because those really sharp, tight bubbles of Method Champenoise champagne were so good at cleansing the palate for something rich and salty and briny like oysters. That's why those two are just a perfect pairing that beer had that and all of a sudden i that was like wait 
beer can pair better. There's an opportunity to surpass food and wine, and that started a trend that has led for to all of this. For a quarter of the price, which is also a good factor for a lot of people starting Absolutely. out. Absolutely, wow. yeah. That, that's pretty cool. Let's give a quick intro here. Uh, we have a regular listener from England, down in Devon. Uh, hey, Jimmy. How are you, man? Garen Becker, he comes on the show every year. Uh, what, what's new about New York for you? What's new about New York? Um, well... <laughs> I've been to some like new bars. Uh, I spent like a lot of time in Brooklyn this this time. I'm lucky enough to uh, have a very understanding wife who's let me come on vacation for a couple of weeks, um, just walking around the camera and drinking beer. So uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> one, one place you went to that you liked in Brooklyn? Toast. Yeah, like Toast. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, All fantastic right. place. Welcome yeah. back. So every year no, no he comes to New York and uh, comes on the show as a regular listener. And his first show. What was the first show that really turned you on? It was something about Cascale with was, Ray yeah, D. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Long time back to Ray D. I remember Ray D. He was talking about his favorite beer he'd ever had, and it was the fact he he biked up to Central Park, I think, on like a real sunny afternoon. He said he just drank a Budweiser in the middle of Central Park, and he said that was like the nicest tasting beer because he just, you know, so he wasn't all about, um, you know, the craft beers, was he? Uh, yeah, it was just yeah, the conversations you guys had, I think. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's all right, man. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for having me back on the show. And, Thanks. And. Uh, What's coming up June 20th? June 20th. So uh, follow us on Twitter, beer sessions or beer underscore sessions, because we're going to have about 15 tickets left or 15 tickets total to come in and basically do a, a do live, a live show with us. Yeah, with Olivier, the broomma- fourth generation brewmaster of DuPont, Tommy Saison Arthur DuPont. from Saison DuPont, uh, Tommy Arthur from the Lost Abbey, and then you'll be drinking and tasting the beers along with and us. Where is it going to be? It's going to be at Treadwell Park on 62nd and so 1st. I haven't, I haven't been there yet, and I'm looking forward to trying it yeah, out. Yeah, so really intimate tasting. Then we have a QA and a after. We'll taste some special beers that are you know not available in our New York City market, and it's going to be a really nice, intimate This, this is a great session. show. We met a lot of people. You guys, one more shout-out for your film. Uh, it's a Beer Boom Movie at uh, Twitter, uh, Beer Boom Movie on Instagram, and Beer Boom Movie. And how, how do the uh, beer vendors talk at the old Shea Stadium? <laughs> hey, cold beer. Cold beer here. Cold we got, we got an original beer vendor from Shea Stadium. And you guys, quick wrap up. What's going on with you, Andrew? So, Brooklyn Brewery, mash.com, uh, at Brooklyn House Chef. Uh, really exciting events coming up. Follow us. Check out brooklynbrewery.com. More beer here. More beer here. Come hang out. Get Jensen. your more beer here. Yeah, thanks for having us in New York, man. You guys have showed us quite hospitality. All right, man. Root food is here. Everybody, thanks. More beer here? How do you say that, Ann? <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm not thinking about beer. I'm thinking about brewed food right yeah, now. Yeah, man. Like starving. <laughs> hey, food. We got food here. Yeah. Well, this, is the, this is the last night. Our, 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 our good buddy, engineer, executive, everything, Jack Inslee, since day one, he's been with us. And this is his last night. He picked Beer Sessions ready for his last show before he goes on tour uh, and doing some crazy things. And thanks to everybody, Jensen, Andrew, Eric, Andrew, and, and our good buddy, Garen Backer from England, for joining us here. I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors who have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks to our producers, Justin Kennedy and Maggie Seiden. And a bittersweet and final goodbye to our friend and founding engineer, Jack Inslee. See you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Yeah. Woo. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.